Well, hello, everyone. You are here with us today, and you're getting bridged with Gary and Kelly. I'm Kelly Halston-Erickson. And I'm Jerry Halston, Kelly's dad. You are my father. I have been forever. Yes, you have. Yep, that has never not been a thing. At least for Kelly, I have been forever. That is true. So you're listening to the podcast that is uh, light on history and heavy on nostalgia. And so we're going to talk about things uh, that are sort of lost Duluth um, issues, buildings, institutions, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take this for a roll and see how it works. I love it. The bridged uh, title it refers to the aerial bridge, and those of us who live on the point always have an excuse for being late because we will simply say, we've been bridged, which means the bridge is up. There's a boat coming underneath, and you simply have to wait for the bridge to come down again. That's right. It's the perfect excuse. And it's an excuse that's used liberally, usually based on fact, but it doesn't have to be. We're going to talk about Bryant Elementary School. Now, uh, Gare, you were born and raised in Duluth. I was. True story. Was. Yes. It was the West End. Yes, the friendly West End. It wasn't the Lincoln Park Business District. It wasn't the friendly West End. It was the West End. That's it, eh? That's it. All right. That's the long and short of it. Just up from Harrison Community Center, uh, most people know where Harrison is. Uh, it was a very middle-class neighborhood. Mm -hmm. All of the dads worked, a couple of the moms, not many, though. And we went to the Bryant School. All right, so let me give you a little bit of history about the Bryant School. The Bryant School was built, as you knew it, was built in 1894. It, of course, existed beforehand as a much smaller two-room schoolhouse, I believe. Um, but, of course, that's not going to do it. That's not going to do it for the West End kids. So they built a big old rectangle building. If you think of an old school school, folks, this is what this thing is. Um, well, I found a photo from 1910 of a third grade class, and it was like, man, there was like 45 kids in that <laughs> class. It was bananas. I was yeah, like, yeah. that is incredible, that class size. Ooh, that teacher. I tell you what, uh, I felt much relieved when I found uh, a picture from 1959, a kindergarten uh -huh. class with 24 students in it. And I was like, all right, that is much more like it. And the teacher, I must say, looked happier. I'm sure she <laughs> was. Yeah. So um, the, the school existed um, uh, until 1974. It was demolished at that point. But it was named for um, a poet named William Cullen Bryant. Do you, have you heard of William Cullen? Cullen? I have not. No. Okay. So, well, if you looked at him, um, he's got a huge Santa beard. I mean, he could be a mall Santa, you know, if he... If he he but, looks like a poet. Uh, <laughs> for sure. For <laughs> sure. Very typical wow. white beard guy. Sure. Um, and he was very active in early labor unions, which, of course, Ooh. is very appropriate for the West End, of course, being yes. the working class, more part of town, which we'll probably get into to in a later um, episode here. Um, but he was, a, he was a poet, and he did write in the 1800s, so his poems are very, very long and uh, verbose. 
uh, as they tend to be. Um, he had a he had a poem called "The Evening Wind." You know, poets at the time would spend a lot of time writing about minutia. You know, the <laughs> things that they saw or experienced. And this is the last no. four lines of this poem. Sweet odors in the sea air, sweet and strange, shall tell the homesick mariner of the shore. And, listening to thy murmur, he shall deem he hears the rustling leaf and running stream. I'm sure all of us uh, Westenders at the time uh, greatly appreciated his work. Right. Of course of course you did. Of course. Nothing why wouldn't you? No, when you, you talk about the uh, huge kindergarten uh years ago it was uh, but there were two of them. Two kindergarten classes? Afternoon and a morning class. And they were both about the same size. As I went through the school years uh there were two and a half classes. One of the classes was split. So we would have, oh, about 70 kids per grade rattling through the school. Okay, interesting. And that was in the mid to late 1950s. Okay, so let's get to it. Oh, one other thing I wanted to note, that I did find a, a, a document called Basic Facts of the Duluth Public School District in general. Um, this was from yeah. 1967, so you were, what, in 10th grade at that did time? They, did they say where the bodies are buried? Oh, no. <laughs> no, but it was a very interesting right. document to read, especially given the the uh, leaps that they had made in educational pursuits, such as offering a course called Humanities and wow. Driver's Education. Wow. Mm, yes, yes. But I would point out that teachers who had a four-year degree, their max salary was $8,800 in 1967. Smokes. So, yes. They were well taken care of. Oh, very well taken care of, as they should have been with these classes with all these little <laughs> kiddos running around. All right, so let's... Uh, You're being so kind. <laughs> <laughs> Here ends the history. Yeah. I told you it was late on history. Oh, so boy. what I want to know is... What was it like for you heading in? Because you look at this school, and it's quite foreboding, I feel like. What was it like oh, for it, you? It doesn't look friendly at all, oh. especially that 1905 picture. It looks like uh, there might be bars on the windows. Oh, it's very, yeah, it's very old <laughs> Very school. institutional looking. Yeah, yeah. so how, how was it for you? Well, the, I started kindergarten when I was four years old. Four? And... At the time, the cutoff date uh, was such that at four years old, I could start, and my birthday's the end of October, so I, I was five, just turned five. So I was pretty young going into that school, and I will readily admit that I probably shouldn't have been going to school at that time. Mm -hmm. But going into the building, now, the school itself, if you know where Michigan Street is, well, there's also Michigan Avenue, and that's just by what's A&Ws nowadays. And if you were to go down Michigan Avenue from the hill, you would go right down a sidewalk that separated this school, which would be on the east side, from the playground, which was on the right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that gives you a general idea as to where the school was. We had police boys, not police people, police boys, that uh, went out and stopped traffic for us with their white belts. 
that looked like a belt with a uh, a sash <laughs> with a sash yes on it and a metal stop sign that was very handy for chopping ice that had built up on the curb during the winter and, and so all of these signs had kind of a a beat up side to them yeah <laughs> that they were used as an axe were so, they supposed to be <laughs> well no no not, not authorized no, usage no, no. of the stop they, signs they thought very poorly of doing that but uh, it was justified by well you know the little kids can't get over the bank that's right see yep so oh well we want the little kids to be able to get over the snowbank i mean never mind the flying chunks of ice coming from the stop, <laughs> stop sign <laughs> yeah. shopping yeah well that being said mm. it, it was you know uh, an excuse yeah. an excuse but uh, once the uh, science had kind of gotten worn away that it no longer said stop it said top mm-hmm. uh or Stowe on the other side, mm-hmm. uh, they would uh, finally decide that we should have wooden stop signs. And don't be chopping snow with that. And so, the, well, some did. So we ended up with flags, which was, you know, come on, really? You guys. You would think these guys would be the cream of the crop, that, rule followers. And that, look at look at them. That's a great just, big nothing. I'm just saying straight yeah. away here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So what about getting into the school once you got there? So going into the school, the uh, you walked up several stairs, and they were wide stairs with a center railing. And we went into the right-hand set of doors. There were two sets of double doors, the right and the left. We never used the left. I, I, I don't know why, hmm. but we never did. Bad juju. Don't go in the left doors. Okay, you know, you, you hmm. do as you're told. Otherwise, uh, the teacher will snap their fingers at you and point at you. Well, listen, they are only getting paid $8,800 a year, and there's 700 children in a classroom. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they were definitely outnumbered. Hmm. And we, But going into the school, there was a little vestibule, and then there were the inside doors, which were always open on the right side, and, and a little uh, area that was granite floored and, and open left and right sides, double doors wise a couple steps up and you were into the main hallway which stretched left to right if you walked straight ahead you'd walk into the gymnasium if you looked to your immediate right there was the school office Mm -hmm. and in the office there was the principal miss brennan Ooh, miss brennan Mm. a female principal excellent yes well, well, she was called Miss Brennan, so we assumed she was. Miss <laughs> Brennan right. was a... They tell me she was a very nice lady, but she, she had all kind of a, a look that went with the school. Rather dour-looking woman. She had dark circles under her eyes. Mm. She was tall, and, and, and her shape... I was never able to decide if that was really low-riding breasts or if it was a belly. Okay. I just couldn't tell. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it mm-hmm. wasn't important, but, you know, there's just images. Yes. And she was uh, she was a nice lady. And Miss Otterson, notice it was Miss Brennan, Miss Otterson, the school nurse. Oh, mm-hmm. Her office was there as well. I had an end with Miss Otterson because somehow she knew my grandparents. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was an in or not, if that was a problem, because, you know, she could report you. Of course. Well, you could be reported. And 
I know you don't want that. No, that, I mean, no, absolutely not. Was there was there any any place where there was a trophy case? There's like trophies of things. No, I don't recall anything like that. I was hoping that they would have a uh, perhaps some sort of a shrine. Well, of, I don't think um, we want anything. Oh. <laughs> Well, I was thinking you know. that maybe there would be some historical artifacts like William Cullen Bryant's beard hair or something. Hey, no, no. Oh, okay, all right. If there was, I, I paid no attention. All right, fair enough. Yeah. So did you um, did you have good teachers? Did you feel as though this was a, a good elementary school experience? Because you were at Bryant. How, what, what were the grades levels? K through what? Five? Six? Six. Six. K okay. through six. Uh, I don't know because um, I have nothing to compare them to. Uh, the teachers, yes, they were they were good. Miss Tucker was the kindergarten teacher, and she was a nice lady, and Miss Como was the first grade teacher, and she seemed to be fine. Miss Wheeler was an older gal. Miss mm-hmm. Wheeler was out sick quite a bit. Oh, boy. She lived in the Lincoln Hotel downtown. Another lost building. Another lost building, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which seems so strange that she's a teacher. Why is she living in a hotel? Well, because she's making 8800 bucks a year. That's right. right probably. Well, and, and this has, is 10 years earlier, so probably has, not even that much. Has medical expenses and yes. is relegated to the old hotel. Mm. I don't know. Hmm. For third grade, I had a teacher that anyone who had her, I suspect, remembers, Miss Watt. All right, Miss Watt, yes. And when I was in the third grade, she was a little lady. So I don't know if she was like four feet tall or what, but she was tough as iron. I remember her taking one of the kids who was acting up, picked him up and threw him into the big radiator that was under the window. The radiator must have stood four feet high. I mean, this was an old 1800 mm-hmm. school, so there was a massive heating system. So you really didn't want to cross Miss Watts, but she was excellent in that everything I ever learned about speaking properly, using their, their, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my daughter, she, no, say that, you know, his what, she'd grab you by the ear. My daughter, my daughter, what? Yeah. You're saying it twice. All of those things. I learned from Miss Watt in the third grade. Well, uh, y- you better learn it, otherwise Miss Watt's going to pick you up and throw you against the radiator. <laughs> well, you, you, I mean. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely had inspiration there to uh, listen to the lady. All right. So was there this kind of corporal punishment stuff that would happen? Rarely. Okay. Uh, I really, other than Miss Watt uh, uh, throwing a tantrum, I don't remember anyone really being hit. Mm-hmm, good. Well, that's that's, that's <laughs> well, terrific. Or, yes. or, or thrown down a stair. Right. right. God Wonderful. No, God knows several deserved it. Great <laughs> news. Just, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very nice that way. Yes. Um, did you did you have any sort of, um, thinking about kid shenanigans that you got into when you're at at school, any, tr- any troublemaking or other kids get into any kind of trouble? Probably, but uh, I was I wasn't involved. I wasn't there at the time. You're a good kid. I was a good kid. Oh boy! Except that time that uh, Barbara uh, M uh, tried to kiss me when we were in line going mm. for lunch, and mm. I took a poke at her. <laughs> and 
I was hauled off to Miss Watts' room, and we had a good talking to. Oh, is that right? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. About, well, you know what? It's about respecting boundaries, That's isn't right. it, Gare? That's she right. She needed to respect your boundaries. We didn't have boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a thing? No, no. No, no not a no. thing yet. You, what did you have for lunch? Did you bring lunch, or did you get oh, no. served I, lunch? I went home every day because I was just a couple blocks from the school. So we would, there would be a like five to 12 bell when you would get cleaned up and go to the cloak room. Mm -hmm. I never did have a cloak. I had a jacket. Yes. And you'd you'd get ready and you'd go stand in line by that one right hand door and the bell would ring and the police boy would go out and he would hold the sign for you to go to your house, go home, eat a sandwich and come back by 1230. This all happened in a half hour. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think we should go back to cloaks. Um, uh, and second... I've never had a cloak. Well, I think that... I think Perhaps I should have one. We should bring them back, friends. They had a room. Yeah. <laughs> Whole room for them. Oh, yeah. The one I think of it now, that was just crazy. I don't know if I'd get my shoes and jacket on in a half hour these days. No doubt. Half you hour. Know. And you lived... I mean, you yeah. were not far, but you were, what, four oh, It was four two and a half blocks. Oh, yeah. It's not far when you're little. It, you it is in the winter. I guess. You know, I And my guess. mother would always have, uh, or most usually, a peanut butter sandwich for me and, and milk. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, chow them down. Sometimes grilled cheese. Oh, that's oh, special. Oh, 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 man, she made the best grilled cheese. Does it, doesn't, doesn't anybody who ever makes you a grilled cheese better? It's always a better grilled cheese when you don't have to make it yourself. Oh, yeah. Definitely guaranteed. Yeah, there's a there's got to be a scientific study on well, that somewhere. Basically, I think. any food that somebody else makes is just a step ahead of what you do. Truth, not Truth. you, but you you make yourself. Yes, yes, of course, I got it. Yep, thank you for not Boy, whew, was making close. that clear. I know. Um, did you ever stick your tongue onto a frozen flagpole to see if it would stick, similar to what they did in the Christmas story? I yeah you did okay yeah great great it, it wasn't a flagpole it was actually the uh, uh, what did we call it monkey bars oh no yes you know monkey bars the short one the medium and the high mm. yeah I was at one of them and I I had heard about this and I thought ooh just maybe just a little bit a little bit you stick your tongue on there I I, I stuck my tongue on there a little bit and, oh Jesus definitely stuck oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's right. I had the presence of mind. I was smart. Mm-hmm. All right, to go. Ah, oh, ah, ah, and and my tongue came off. And see, lesson learned. Okay, this is this is why this is why you didn't get in trouble at school because you were smart. See, well, you were smart. I think so. Yeah, I did this once. I started. I, I got a, got myself an icicle. Oh. I was like, this is going to be good. I'm going to eat this icicle, right? And I stuck it on my and I, <laughs> that sucker stuck on my tongue, and I. Gear, I tore that thing off. Oh, no. Oh, it was... Why didn't I just leave it in there? Let it melt. It's sure. going to work out. It, well, yeah. <sighs> yeah, not Say, smart. No. See, not a, not a smart move. You, well, you needed to be smarter at the time. It was very upsetting. <laughs> I had to go in. I had to go and be inside with my my poor tongue. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how it was. should have wrapped a big wrapper, like, wrapping around it. Terrible. Yeah. Okay, so did you have to? Did you have to write 
a theme. Folks, do you notice that I'm going back to all of these Christmas Story references? And that is because of the the movie (laughs) The Christmas Story is set in the 50s. About the same time. About the same time. So I'm thinking about these things. I've not asked you about a snowsuit yet. Um, Well, I had several, you know, as I got older. Yeah, absolutely. But but what what kind of work did you have to do when you were were in school besides um, properly, speak properly for Miss Watt? Oh, well. Of course, it it progressed... uh, with, with age, you started out uh, writing, and you know we, you started to read. Tip, tip, tip. Come, tip. Ah, <laughs> you know, yes. Come, come, tip. Yeah, as you turn the page, each one of those mm. new words were introduced. Yeah, heavy on the plot. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yes, mm-hmm. very heavy on the plot. Mm-hmm. And uh, writing, uh, there was coloring. You know, in the early grades. Yes. And, I was never much of a colorer. I just uh, didn't really care if it got colored or not. Well, you, <laughs> you are a, a colorblind person. Yeah, with that, yes, mm-hmm. yes, it's not less interesting. Maybe that was it. Hey, never used that excuse. Well, you should have. Well, come on. And then, then we got into penmanship, mm. and mm-hmm. I, I tried real hard with penmanship and being able to form the letters correctly. And then we got into cursive writing. Oh boy, and. There were those who wanted to have kind of their own frilly, uh, neat cursive. And uh, they kind of got uh, browbeat down in that. No, you learn how to write properly first. Then you can start making your own. <laughs> you, you can't you can't be All making right? creative choices. You're, or I'm going to throw you into the radiator. That's right. <laughs> Pick you up, fire you into that thing. I'll tell you what. And, of course, we had Jim, which, you know, uh, dodgeball and baseball. Dodgeball was always good because, you know, there was I, I was not a not a stellar performer in any of it. Mm-hmm. I'd always get whooped with the dodgeball and just go sit down. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's cool. I yeah. got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Did you have to climb a rope? Well, that didn't come till uh, you know much later. Oh, okay. That wasn't an elementary. Not school an elementary thing. school thing. Yeah, yeah. Elementary no. school kids—they got those little noodle arms. They yeah. can't do it. Yeah, you. Yeah. No, your little stick arms aren't going to get you up there. That's right. Our, my fifth grade teacher, Jerry Siza, was a fan of John Kennedy's fitness program. John Kennedy had a fitness program. Oh, yes, for all the school kids. And we were doing calisthenics, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups. Oh, jeez, Louise, he was into that stuff. <laughs> this was yeah. your fifth grade teacher? This was fifth grade, oh, yeah. okay. I had, a, I had a fourth grade teacher, uh, Mr. Campanario, and yeah. uh, we learned bocce ball. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. that was very one of them foreign games. No, oh, wait, I tell this you what. is America. We play American games, all right? <laughs> like sit ups and pull ups. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, we even uh, my, our grade put on a performance for the school. Of uh, there was some record that played of all the th- calisthenics you should be going through. Oh boy! Then oh yeah, he was quite proud of that. I <laughs> imagine it sounds it sounds like a delight. <sighs> Oh, boy. Was it different for boys and girls, or did both boys and girls have to do the same? Everybody did the same thing. And then was there a kid who was, like, always the big b- big winner guy? Oh, yeah. I hated him. Yeah, that guy's the worst. Big mm-hmm. show-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thinks for he sure. Thinks somebody. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. wonder what he's doing now. It's probably awesome. He's probably dead. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the possibility I'm old, exists. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so it, anything else you remember about uh, any stories from elementary school? From the elementary school, 
uh, only in that, well, you initially asked, you know, was it a good time? Was it, did I get a good education? Did I have good teachers? I would have to say yes. You know, I was a serious student, and I, I, I performed well. Except in that setup, pull up, uh, mm-hmm. crap. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and I think I got a good education in the Bryant School. <laughs> what was your What was your favorite <laughs> subject? Uh, I don't know that I had a favorite. I just kind of enjoyed it all. I the for the uh, stellar performers, uh, <laughs> they had a science club that would meet in the library, and we'd take on uh, special assignments of study this or do a report on that and i can't even remember what any of the topics were what i did but i enjoyed that that was mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. kept me out of trouble yep miss watts wouldn't come <laughs> come and throw me into the radiator or anything <laughs> yeah, you gotta have your inspiration i was a police boy of course i was gonna ask if you were a police boy oh yes yes did I, you uh, do the sign shopping or had they oh, finally no. moved on to the flags at oh, that no. point uh, well they had uh the wooden uh, mm. stop signs uh, when I uh, was a police boy the first year because uh, it's fifth and sixth grade and then the uh, second year uh, I, I did have a flag all right and you had to walk out uh, straight and you'd make a, a military left uh, left turn mm-hmm. and you would hold the flag a certain way not unlike it was a weapon yes you know yeah and you would uh, back uh, from your oh yes it was very military like it Very sounds like a real honor. Real oh, honor. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes. There were there were a few of us, and uh, we got to go to the police boy picnic oh. over here. Hello. And, uh, and you got a softball, mm-hmm. okay, and a pocket knife to carry with you to school. Oh, the loose police boy, you know, nineteen fifty nine. Wow, uh, a softball. Yeah. And a pocket knife. Yeah, yeah. And there was a Duluth policeman. Um, Bill Keogh was his name. And he was in charge of all the police boys. And Bill Keogh was my grandmother's next-door neighbor. Oh. So I knew Mr. Keogh from outside. Yes. See? Mm-hmm. It was like having an in mm-hmm. with Mr. Keogh. Great guy. He did a good job with us guys. And, of course, the uh, picnic was down at the... Uh, end of park point where there were rides there was popcorn it was just very carnival like mm-hmm. and you had a day of it wow and then they bust you back that sounds true wait did you get to get out of school for the picnic uh, you know i don't recall oh i hope so i, I, I hope i don't so. recall being particularly snooty to the other kids about my going to the i'll be going to the picnic now <clears throat> now i gotta say i gotta say you're sounding like you're pretty on the straight and narrow here at, in elementary school i was on the I straight was. and narrow yeah yeah what are you surprised you what? <laughs> you're surprised <laughs> what, what did you think okay let me ask you this did well, you yeah, the school newspaper had an obituary column <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, I suppose you have an in with the the cop who's associated with the kid cops oh, sure. and the school nurse. I mean, you had the authorities kind of looking over your shoulder, oh, yeah, so I yeah. can see this being a Should being I tell you it was a tough life that uh, my brother and I, we slept in the same bed uh, growing up until he got married, you know, got married. Then there was the three of us. Is that, <laughs> is that what you need to hear? No, I was just curious. Oh. Did you ever throw up in school? 
This is I like, would certainly remember, wouldn't yes, I? Yes, this is the horror of any any kid who's puked in school remembers this. I, I did not. You did not. I do remember some who did. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the smell. Oh, oh geez, boy. And the they put smell. that, did you have the puke dust that the there, there custodian was, would come and bring oh, and yes, sprinkle yes. on there? The Ooh. custodian, he would come with that stuff and fire it on the floor there. And mm-hmm. Oh, what, a giant... <laughs> What? <laughs> avalanche of the puke dust. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Just really, really cover that thoroughly. Oh, man. Yeah. And I don't know, whatever came up obviously didn't want to be where it was, and it was was always quite full. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I was not the one. No. And you... of course, you know, it was just a couple desks around uh, the pukey, mm-hmm. the puker. Mm-hmm. They would... Uh, evacuate and go sit in the back of the room or something but the rest of us would stay in place you didn't leave the classroom oh no no no, they didn't let us out oh well i mean there are 700 of you in the classroom so i could see how (laughs) that would be that would be logistically complicated you'll never get them back (laughs) (laughs) no no. I can't believe you would stay in the room with the puke. That was like somebody puked. Oh, I wasn't really going You're leaving anywhere. the room. <laughs> <You Okay. know>. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of laying there in a pile on the desk. Oh man. Oh boy. Mr. Gustafson would come and yeah. take care of it. Take care of the puke. But we the school uh, wasn't a huge center for activity. Although I was in Boy Scouts and we met in the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it was i don't know if it was weekly or once a month for our boy scout meeting and on halloween the basement of the school uh would be the haunted house the fishing thing yeah the the cafeteria uh, made special food for at night Mm -hmm. you know they would show laurel and hardy movies in one of the classrooms upstairs the basement of the school was a little intimidating there was the the cafeteria in one section one half of it and then the other half was kind of cl- could have been classrooms but it wasn't it was storage area there was old desks mm-hmm. uh, there was a, a chain link fence it wasn't really a wall on either side of the main aisle that would take you to the other end of the building where you could walk upstairs and go outside but that was, uh, you know, that was good fun at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember any sports things happening at the school. You know, there were uh, boy and girl locker rooms attached to the gym, but I don't know that they ever really got used for anything. Yeah, just bathrooms, probably. Just bathrooms. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. Uh, going back to this creepy basement, which sounds terrible. I mean, the school was <laughs> built in 1894, so of course it's going to have a terrible mm. basement. Um, was there were there ghosts in the basement? I never saw one. You never saw one. Okay. Were there? Was there talk of zombies? Um, no, we we didn't have any of that kind of stuff uh, because uh, we had the Russians and nuclear war that was sure oh, to destroy right, us. Right, right, right. See? Russians and nuclear war. And every so right. often, we we would do a duck and cover drill where we would go to the basement and we would face the concrete wall. And cross your legs and put your hands over the back of your head and pull your head down as much as you could. Boy, that hurt. Yeah. And, and just wait here. We'll wait for everything to uh, settle. We'd have those drills. That, that was enough to be scared of. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. You fair. Know. Yeah, yeah. And that mm-hmm. one kid, yeah, he was something to be scared of. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. There yeah. are those. Yeah, uh, every place has has them. Oh, sure. You know, sure. you get more than one person together in a room, and there's that guy. There is that one. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think that probably uh, probably does it. I mean, so you know, Bryan Elementary. It was it was torn down in 1974. You remember this happening? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You do. Yes. Okay. Yes. I also remember uh, driving in the car to my parents' house, and it was either you or your brother asked me, uh, "Where where did you go to school in the grade? You know, for grade school." And I just pointed over uh, to the right. We were just right, right there by Michigan Avenue, mm-hmm. yeah, right over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you asked me, uh, you went to school at the truck stop. <laughs> Sounds exactly like the most adorable thing I would say at the time. Oh my Kelly! I'll tell you. Oh boy! And so there's a there's a Cummins. The is a truck something yeah place. yeah they they do truck repair parts etc yeah. etc mm-hmm. et they're kind of in the place this the school itself was closer to grand avenue okay yeah yep so bright elementary is gone as is your elementary mm-hmm. school years yet the memories live on oh yeah. yeah so much of it i remember just like it was yesterday all right good all right so now we're going to do the part of the show where we ask a lifelong duluthian all right, so I got a question here. Bring them in. Yeah, here we go. All right, so here's the question. Uh, I noticed that in Canal Park, people run to see the boats come under the bridge. Is that worth doing, or is that lame? Is what? that worth doing? Yeah, people going, you know, you wander around in Canal Park, and the bridge goes up, and. Folks, people just go running to go see what's coming under the bridge or going out of the harbor or whatever. I think it's awesome to go see a boat. And I will on occasion during the summer, if there's a parking spot, I'll pull the car in and walk down to watch the boat and come wandering back once the bridge is done and wait for the line of cars to go by. There's something about that huge boat going under that bridge almost in silence. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a magnificent thing, and I don't think you see that kind of a, a, a boat. Uh, so you can be so close to it uh, anywhere else in the country. I, I think, think it's am. a pretty unique experience, and you just have to enjoy it. Yeah, I have to agree with that. You know, I think um, being raised here, I remember in high school being down in Canal Park and kind of scoffing at the tourists as they pop. <laughs> Foolish modals going yeah, over to watch the well, bridge you, going under. At you that know. age, you scoff at everything. That's so. <laughs> absolutely correct. But as an adult person, it is it is absolutely true that if there's an opportunity to watch one of the bo- thousand footers, thousand foot lakers. Thousand footers, yes. Yeah, the lake locked uh, boats, biggest boats, really, um, besides the uh, aircraft carriers yeah, um, of the they U.S. Are. Yeah. The Air Force, um, it's, it is quite incredible to see them thread the needle that is the... Thread the yes, yes. And they're bow thruster boats, so they, the back end of the boat doesn't really steer. It's the front end of the boat. And it's very strange to watch them go straight underneath between those two piers, and then the nose starts going. And the boat is essentially going crooked at the time. And mm-hmm. it's a little discerning if you don't quite understand how this thing works that... Oh man, he's gonna hit something. Nah, they got it figured out. Mostly, almost, I mean, there almost been, all the time. Yeah, almost all the time. There have been, <laughs> there have been mishaps. It has happened um, in the not too distant past, but yeah, in yeah, general, slight miscalculation, uh, yeah, perhaps. Uh, I would say generally you're pretty safe in pretty watching safe a boat operation, go yeah. go under the go under the bridge. So yes, uh, yeah. from the lifelong Duluthians. We recommend it. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. The thing I've always wondered is, 
how many pictures have been taken of that bridge since it was in its current status, which I think was from around 1927. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That everybody wants a picture of the bridge. It's cool. It's cool. Yep. There again, it's unique. Right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Yeah, the bridge is going to be coming down, so I guess we can move on now. (laughs) All right, good. Yeah. (laughs) We'll do another one. All right. Thanks for getting bridged with us. (laughs) We'll see you again. All right. The Getting Bridged podcast is researched and written by Kelly Halston Erickson, remembered and recorded by Jerry Halston at The Compound on Park Point, and produced by Jerry Halston and Kelly Halston Erickson. So we have no one to blame but ourselves. Sources are compiled at rss.com slash podcasts slash gettingbridged. And you can ask questions and comment on our episodes on Instagram at Getting Bridged. Joining our Facebook group by searching for Getting Bridged Podcast. And by emailing us at gettingbridged at gmail.com. Special thanks to Mary and Dan, you know who you are, and the many people in our lives for whom reminiscing is a varsity sport.